Hey, before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to let you know that our course and coaching program called Youth Ministry Growth Accelerator now offers a three-month and six-month payment plan, which makes enrolling easier than ever. Just head over to growyouryouthministry.com and sign up today. And as an added bonus, if you join by Friday, May 17th, we're offering a free student leadership launch workshop, which will help you build and launch your student leadership team from the ground up. I can't wait to see you in the program so we can start accelerating the growth of your youth ministry today. All right, let's get into the episode. Today, we're talking all about tips and tricks for how to set up portable church successfully. Welcome to another episode of the Ministry Coach Podcast, where we bring you weekly tips and tactics to help you fast track the growth and health of your youth ministry. We try and deliver as many practical examples and practical tips that we can so that it's not just all theory, but also things that you can walk away with and say, I can actually implement this into my youth ministry right away. Yeah. And today will be that on steroids because <laughs> I have so many Amazon links for you. You could go and buy this kind of stuff that we're talking about today and get a start on your room. Cause we're talking about, Oh, who, what's your name? I, I have no idea. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> we're talking all about portable church today. My name is Jeff Lascola. This is Kristen Lascola. Yeah. So for those of you, and this was us for many years, many where your church is renting out a school or just a building of some sorts where they're not using it on the weekend. And so you're able to take it over on Sundays or even a Saturday night and you have to kind of bring everything in. And then take everything with you when you leave. So. Yeah, it's not ideal and it can be discouraging because you sort of feel like you don't get to have ownership of your room or make it exactly what you wanted. The paint, like my walls in the room we rented were purple and teal <laughs> and whatever. And we made it work for us. Yeah. We matched some of our logo stuff to it to make it more cohesive. So, you know, there are things that you can do to, to kind of join in (laughs) with the room a little bit. So yeah, our situation was we rented out a high school auditorium for our main service. And then all the students in children's classrooms were different high school rooms. So Mm -hmm. I had the dance room, high school had this like the cafeteria cafeteria area (laughs) was strange and then we had transformed the children's rooms they were like math rooms and history rooms and we just had to transform them every week Mm -hmm. so if you find yourself in that situation where you are renting space right now i have a few categories that we're going to go over to help you organize your room in a practical way that makes sense for i mean it's not going to be like it would be if you had it, obviously, but we're going to do our best to make it the best we can. And I rented space at least 10 years. I mean, we were in there for a really long time. So um, here's um, the first category that I'm going to talk to you about, because to me, it kind of felt like the most important was tech, Mm. Uh, because you can't really do a whole lot without tech. And that I feel like makes it all of a sudden feel like a legitimate space, not just a classroom kind of thing. And I think one of the hard things, especially if you find yourself at a school, we're a one high school town. 
So our kids <laughs> that go to that school all week. Right, here I am again. <laughs> yes. All of a sudden had to be there this on the weekend. This is the cafeteria. I recognize this. For room. church. <laughs> and so it was just like, oh, you know, so I feel like tech automatically kind of makes it feel different. Like, yeah. oh, this is something like production qual. I don't know. Right. But anyways, okay. So the first thing you need a six foot folding table. So that's super easy. You know, just one of those plastic, like they're at every church table. So that's your tech table on that table. You need a portable projector. So hopefully, I mean, I don't think they're that expensive anymore. They've that's gone way down in price, but they can still be pricey. I think if, if you see yourself in portable church, portable ministry for a while, you, it's, it's good it's to invest. Worth, right. In I had one stolen one time Yeah, right out of my office. So make sure you keep an eye on those portable speakers. <laughs> I got a replacement. It was a much smaller one. But, portable screen, portable uh, projectors. Yeah, there we I go. said speaker. Obviously, you need your laptop, and then you need your portable amp with a mic. And hopefully that thing has Bluetooth capability also. And then one thing that we'll link it in the in the show notes is portable stage lights. And mm. this is something I had wish I had learned earlier because for the longest time it was like all the fluorescents on or all the fluorescents <laughs> off. Because I'm not gonna bring in market lights right. and string them like I have in my room now. But you think about any DJ who goes to a wedding or anything like that, they bring in lights. Mm -hmm. And so there is this four pack on Amazon of like stage event kind of lights that are on a remote control. They're super affordable and they change color. And so when you, this is mostly if you plan on doing worship mm -hmm. in your room, but even if you don't like, it could be a cool ambiance for, game for too. yeah, games or like the message or I don't know, just to change it up a little bit to create more of a mood. Yeah. Cause those fluorescents are really stark white. I yeah. Mean. <laughs> they're just very classroomy. Yeah. Um, and so this is a great option and they're very easy to set up. They're small, they're portable, they're fantastic. Obviously, you're going to need a portable projector screen. So I also have one from Amazon that is nice and big. It comes with a stand. It's, I think, the perfect size for like a classroom. My room was kind of big. We were in a dance room. And I think this still would have been great for that. Um, so I think that that question of if you're doing worship in your room, that would say like, okay, well, do we need a mini soundboard? Mm -hmm. Do we need a guitar amp? All of that kind of stuff. So if you're planning on doing worship in your room, you'd obviously need to adjust this list a little bit. I did both. So for a while we would go into the main auditorium for worship and join the adults. And then once that was over, we'd come back into our classroom and then there was a season where we were doing our own worship in our room. So that changed what we needed. We ended up getting a lot more tech techie mm -hmm. after that. Um, and luckily I had a great tech guy and worship guy who they figured out my whole list right. and set up and what I needed for that. But I would think at the very least you need a guitar amp, the cables, and then a cajon. Like you don't need a whole drum kit or anything like that to set it all up. That would be for sure overkill in a small space. But if you have a cajon and someone that knows how to play it, like you have a band. And so for your stage 
area to kind of designate what is the stage, just get a rug. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've seen that done millions of times. I think it looks great. You just roll it up, roll it out, easy. Um, Some more stage aesthetics. Well, music stand, obviously. Make sure you have it. That would drive me crazy if we did (laughs) not have a music stand in our room for notes and stuff like that. And then to warm it up a little bit, we linked a faux, like, fiddly fig kind of tree. They said fiddly. Little fiddly fig. A little fiddly fig. Fiddle leaf fig. Yeah. Uh, and there's one right there behind this. That one's real, guys. Yeah, that all of a sudden, sapling. out of nowhere, became a popular plant, and I'd never even heard of them before. Isn't it weird how plants can be so trendy? It's like yeah. cactus, succulents, right. cactus, fiddle leaf. Like, what's going to be the next trendy plant? Oh, I know. Those hopefully um, weeds because we have a ton of those in the yard. <laughs> those reeds that grow in the river, they're all like puffy. Oh, I forget yeah. what they look like called. hot dogs on a stick, like those ones. No, 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 the feathery ones. We oh. have some because we're trendy. <laughs> <laughs> they're You're the, trendy. I'm not trendy. Whatever. So, have you can. Oh, some of those would be great. Some of those feathery <laughs> reeds, you know. I bought some on Etsy, they're super cheap. So, you could warm up the stage with the tree and then some of those like floor lamps that are just Mm. bulbs. I linked some of those below too. The tricky thing with those, and we'll get into storage in a minute, those could be tricky to store. So you might want to just nix those and go with the small stage lights that we just talked about. Yeah, because everything where you're mentioning is stuff that you have to not only set up, but tear down and then store. Yes, and we'll talk about that. Okay. So pause. Um, (laughs) All right, so... And then one thing that I always liked to do in the past to create a personal touch because we couldn't really have our own stuff, our own style as much. And so I didn't want to set up a bunch of pictures and Mm. banners. So I would just loop pictures on pro presenter or whatever of our most recent event of our most recent camp. And so it was like, Pictures were there, but they were all digital mm. and they I would change them from time to time if we had just done something. So that's one way to personalize it. And kids really did enjoy that pre-show. They would just sit there and watch it loop and wait for them. It's almost to like come a countdown video, but yeah. with your own kids in it. And you can mix like announcement slides mm. in there, you know, like don't forget to sign up for the all-nighter or something like that. And so then the other area, so you have your tech and your stage. We went over that. And then you want an information table area. So that's another six foot table. And on that, you just have your basic info stuff. You have attendance cards or check-in, however you do it. Your calendar, flyers. I like to have my whiteboard with my classic would you rather. I do a would you rather question every Sunday. And it's it's kind of fun now. Like our facilities guys all come in <laughs> and check out the question and they sign their name. Our high school pastor his new thing is he closes his eyes. He doesn't read the questions <laughs> and then he picks the side and then he tries to make a case for it, you know? And so that's fun. And then like donuts or, yeah. you know, whatever. So that's kind of your like front thing, right? When people walk in, um, make sure you have that. So then let's talk about entertainment. So what can you play in your room? Cause that was something that was hard for me too. Cause I was like, well, here we are, guys. Want to chat for, you know, and kids want to do something mm. and you can connect more over doing stuff, but it's hard in your room. 
So I actually got a flat screen that we would put back in the box and <laughs> pad it with its styrofoam that it came in from Costco every every single week. Yeah. You plug it in, you plug in a Wii or an Xbox, and all of a sudden you have video games. It's actually not that hard. It's the storage. Right. And again, we'll talk about that. Or there's a super fun game called Class. I've seen that. You have? Yeah. Okay, so Clask, we'll link it below. It's small, which right. I love that about it. It's kind of like a mix between foosball and air hockey, yeah. you know? And With it's like, like magnets or something? Yeah, the it's like these little hockey sticks, but you're mag it's magnetized and so you're controlling it from underneath okay, the yeah. game board. So something like that. So they also make like tabletop air hockey, tabletop ping pong. I don't know how good of quality those are because I've never used like a mini one like mm. that. But Clask in a video game. And then if you're able to right outside your room, do a four square thing. I was lucky because we had an exterior door. Mm -hmm. So it was like we were in the building, but we had one door that led out to the parking lot. And so we could play like four square or something right. out there. But if your room, like if you could just tape it off in the morning and pull up the tape before you leave, you could play four square in your room. If it's not like, no, it's too small. There, there's some classrooms that would be too right. small for that. But pa painter's tape is usually pretty safe. It, it is, yeah. That it pulls stuff. off of everything. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if the kids are gonna like break stuff in yeah. the classroom, so yeah. So just kind of figure out between the video games, class, maybe some of those other kinds of games, what you can reasonably put in your room that is like the entertainment mm -hmm. aspect. So. Let's talk about storage then, because <laughs> this is the trickiest part. Here's the best case scenario. And we did this at the high school that we rented space from. We put, we asked them, is there an area where we could put a storage container on this campus and keep our stuff in it? And they said, yes, I don't, I'm sure we had to pay them to keep it there. Or maybe they were Certainly like, we were paying them every we, week. Maybe yeah, that was we, enough. <laughs> maybe it was. I don't know. But they let us, we brought yeah. in a storage container and it was I kind of forgot about right that. outside. It was like kind of right outside right. my room. And so all the big stuff just went right in there. So like the TVs, mm -hmm. the video games, the amps, the soundboard stuff, everything that we only use on Sunday we put it in nice bins to protect it. And then we just put it in the storage container. So see if the place that you're renting will let you keep stuff there. Maybe if they're not like, maybe it's not a storage container, but maybe they have some unutilized space, like a closet or a mm -hmm. classroom or a janitor, something. If you could find a place where you can store stuff on site, even for a cost, it's totally worth it. And then I would buy bins that I would just load in my car that, and that was for the stuff that I did need every week. So that would be like my candy and mm. my, some, <laughs> I need my candy. <laughs> of all things to start with. I I'm know. I'm thinking laptop, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, your yeah. notes or something. Candy. I need my candy, candy bin because it's very important. <laughs> I can't do anything without it. So yeah, I'd load up my candy bin, my laptop, my flyers, you know, the stuff that I wanted to then put out at my midweek program. Because right. you actually, our church had an office, you know, physical office and youth room space 
on for our midweek. It, it was really weird. Yeah. But it was not big enough to hold Sunday church. Right. So we had to do that at high school. But I don't, what do most people do for midweeks? Oh, some people do rent space at schools and stuff mm. for midweeks. I used a community center for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. And then we found like an industrial building that we rented and our offices were attached to that. So I'm very well versed in portable right. church. So we would, yeah, I would just have my little green bin that had all my stuff that I always needed. And then everything else stayed in that storage container. And that worked really, really well. So yeah, those are kind of like the basics. Um, and then one other thing, sometimes you want to shrink the room. Sometimes you want to just hide the room. Mm -hmm. And the best tactic for that is something, maybe you've heard of it. You, If you're in church, this is a thing, pipe and drape. And we'll link it below so you can see an example. So basically it's these metal stands and it's this big pipe that comes up and then a bar that across goes across yeah. and you hang a curtain. But what we did, and so what that basically does is hides the room. So it doesn't feel like you're in a classroom when it's all like, cause we'd come in and be like all these like declaration of independence, <laughs> like on the side of the room. It's like, or cafeteria lines. Yeah. <laughs> And so if you put up the pipe and drape, you kind of create a room within a room mm -hmm. almost, but it comes standard with just like black curtains. And for right. the first couple of years, that's what we did. It was just black curtains. But then we were like, aha, we measured it and ordered vinyl banners that fit there and that actually had our logo on it. So remember when I said our room was like teal and purple mm -hmm. and pink, whatever, it was this dance room. So I ordered a logo that said chaos on it with all these like paint splotches that were pink and teal and mm -hmm. whatever and black. So it was on vinyl and we'd roll it up and then on Sunday mornings, put up the pipe and drape and hang the banners. And they were huge. They were like one big continuous thing. And so all of a sudden it was like this room within a room. And I've seen it done with like different curtains like colored curtains i think the vinyl banners look so yeah. much better like our fourth and fifth grade room it used to be like video game themed yep. it was called like level 45 or something and they had like all this like mario stuff <laughs> and their logo it was so cool and it right. was so colorful or like the children's, it was like roller coaster themed. It was like coast kids. And so they had their banners were all like bright and look like a theme park. And it was so cool. And it just was like one piece that I feel like just went really far, mm -hmm. like to just feel more personal, you know? And it wasn't like you had to set up a bunch of different stuff. Right. And those rooms sometimes too, you guys probably know, there's a lot of stuff you have to end up hiding. Like if it's a classroom, you probably have 20, 30 desks that can't maybe be yeah. right there. If you need the space, you're putting them all on the side. And so the drapes will hide, you know, all yeah, that mess Yeah, so we too. would do like push all the desks to the side and actually have to like stack them on top of each yeah. other, like to create space i forgot about that because we didn't have desks in our room but yeah like we would have to move everything all the way and so speaking of that one thing too to keep in mind is 
no matter how good you leave the place or think you (laughs) leave the place, there's going to be something that you miss, something that a kid did that you didn't see. And so what we would do is kind of strategize of how to keep a good relationship with the school and with the teachers specifically, because the school kept reminding us these teachers don't own these classrooms. So we do, you're paying us whatever, because some teachers would give major attitude like, which I get. Right. I know you show they don't... up on Monday and it's like, why yeah. are there donuts shoved in my desk? <laughs> like, yes, it's not. It is your space, but it's not. And I get that. I'd feel the same way. So from time to time, we do little teacher appreciation gifts mm. that we leave in their room. Uh, coffee gift cards, like school supplies, little baskets. To cushion that notes. blow. <laughs> exactly. Because we know there's going to be a cost yeah. involved with us being there. And we wanted to keep them happy. Not that they had the power to kick us out, but just to kind of be like a good neighbor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, also, they're probably going to be the ones who are going to tell the school what was wrong. And if you're in their good graces, then they're not going to maybe tattle on every single thing. But right. it's like, if they don't like you, they're going to be complaining probably every week. And the school well, might finally say, this isn't worth it. The good news is we are paying the school. So they do have an incentive to want to keep us. Right. But you're right. Like if it's either just way, want to keep it. Yeah. Kosher. So, so yeah, that's how to do portable church. If you're in that position, I know it's hard. I can empathize. It is tricky and it's hard to grow like Mm. that. So be gentle on yourself with your numbers because I I do ministry the same way. I've always done it for the most part. And when we got into a permanent building, our numbers blew up Mm. and it wasn't because, so if you're looking and comparing yourself to a church down the street who has a permanent facility and they're blowing up and you wonder what you're doing wrong, just know like it's sometimes a hard sell and it's nothing you're doing wrong, but it's just a, hopefully a season and pray that you guys get a building. We had to wait a really, really long time. Like I said, probably like more than 10 years, Mm -hmm. probably like 12 years we were in there. Cause you're asking, maybe the students don't care quite as much, but you're asking parents like, Hey, come to our church. It seems like such a fly by night. It's like, wait, where are you located? Right. You know where the high school is? Yeah. Well, then it's hard oh, to invite people us. too, because families might love it, but then to invite their friends and whatever, it just is. Odd. And when you so, have the multi-site, like, well, Sundays is at the high school, but you know, Wednesdays. You could drive 15 more minutes and you can go to our main campus. No, That's no, amazing. no. I'm sorry. Oh. I didn't mean multiple campuses. I meant like Sundays when we meet at the high school, Wednesdays we oh, meet at like, the community yeah, center like different and it's places. hard where are your offices oh those are actually on main street you know it's like, like oh so my disjointed yeah. I know and it was it was so hard to invite people but, but hopefully if you know like there it's a season and there is an end in mind that can kind of push you through that for sure hopefully uh, and not only being gentle like you said being gentle on yourself but be gentle with your equipment and the stuff that you are lugging uh from one place to another because that can take a beating for sure especially the- that's why it i mean finding a way to keep it permanently there is just so much better because yeah. It's a lot less wear and tear unless you need that stuff for your midweek. Cause there was a time where I did, I needed the projector right. for my midweek and Sunday and I like don't get two projectors. Right. So I would have to tote my projector in my car, like and stay in the hot sun. <laughs> and I just had no choice. Yeah. So we uh, feel for you when you're, if you're in that season, we will be praying for you in that season. Cause there is a lot of extra weight involved in ministry when you're having to do it, set up, tear down every single week, multiple yeah. times a week. So 
Now we're going to do question of the day, which is, what is a phrase that you have never understood? <laughs> you know mine. I know yours. Um, I don't think people really say this anymore, <laughs> but you hear it on TV or old shows. Like if someone says, believe you me, <laughs> like if they're trying to like, I don't know. What would be a good example? Like I don't know because I don't understand it either. The stock market is up 800 million points. Are you serious? Believe you me. <laughs> what? It would make, in my mind, believe it would make more sense if you said, believe me, you. You know, like if you were talking, if I was talking to you. Right. Hey, believe me, you. That's the only believe way. Believe you, believe you me. me. It's backwards. Maybe it's like, believe you. Who? Me. <laughs> I don't <think> so. <laughs> Somehow it just caught on. Believe you. <laughs> Me. Me. I don't know. It's just confusing. Mine is and how, which I feel like is almost used in the same way that one is because it's like the stock market's way up and how. It's like, what does that mean? How is the stock market up? Maybe it's like. I've never understood no, that. No, I don't either. I think they're all kind of like. From the 40s, see? <laughs> like, and it's just like people used to know. And the now. gangsters, the mafia came up with a whole bunch of phrases. Maybe they meant something to them and we just all adopted it and it means nothing to us. Mm. <laughs> do you have a and review? And how? I do have a review. And, oh. Does that mean you're sick of this topic? <laughs> well, no. All right. This is a review from our YouTube channel. Um, I don't remember which episode this is from. I should probably write that down. But anyways, this is from Matthew Bradley, who says, love the vids. I've been in full-time student ministry now just under a year. Been a lot of learning and figuring things out. Thanks for putting out great content that is helpful and entertaining. Oh, well, thank you, Matthew. Thank we try you, our Matthew best. Matthew Bradley. Try to have fun. I feel like we have a lot of Those fun were here. Kind words. We do have fun. Sometimes I feel like we're just talking and I forget we're filming. And how. And how. <laughs> Believe you me. Well, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Believe you me. And, and how. how. Oh, shoot. We'll see you next time. <laughs>